Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again this week by best friend of the podcast, Derek from college. How's it going, oh, Derek? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing, man. I am capital R relaxed. I had acupuncture before we did this, so I okay. am like chilling. What is acupuncture like? I've never done that. Oh, you haven't? Um, no, no, no. I no. think it can be best described by Retta from uh, when she was uh, in Parks and Rec. Needles oh, in your face, <laughs> pleasure in your face. Um, <laughs> no, so it's um, best way I can describe it. Um, it's actually not if okay. So if you haven't a crazy fear of needles, okay, it's not one of those things that's gonna. You don't really notice it because they're very small and they're very. And if you get somebody that's good enough, you don't even feel them going in. Um, and essentially what you do is you go in, it's like getting a massage. You walk in, mm-hmm. get down to like your shorts or whatever, lay on a table, and then, yep. um, you know, I mean, you'll have a consultancy beforehand. They're kind of like, what's, you know, they'll t- ask you like, what's bothering you this week or like, how you been? Like, yeah. how is it since the last treatment, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, and then you go in and you just kind of lay in a, uh, lay on a table and then they stick in with needles, um, which uh-huh. sounds more terrifying than it actually is. Um, yeah, they stick you with needles, and then in these little pressure points and these little like nerve centers, and then you, uh, yeah, man, and then you kind of they just leave you in a room and you just kind of chill for a while. Okay. So you kind of it's kind of meditative. You go to sleep for a little bit. It's it's nice. Uh-huh. It's nice. I like it a lot. Okay. How long have you been doing that? So this is my third session. Mm-hmm. And it's good. I okay. um yeah, it's really relaxed. It's very nice. Um, it's kind of it's kind of hard to not fall asleep <laughs> right. when you're you know when you're there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I like it a lot. It's is there any pain or discomfort? Uh, sometimes. If so, I find that my area of um my problem area is when I get needles in my ears that's when it starts to hurt. Oh, okay. And they tend to have this like burning issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I always, I'm always a little like, okay, we'll make sure we watch that so that we, you know, you can take them out like if you need to, but you can mm-hmm. always take it out. The whole point is basically to communicate with your acupuncturist because they want you to be comfortable. It's supposed to be a meditative thing. And so it's mm-hmm. to like drop you into a little bit of a sleep, like a sleep state kind of, not like a sleep sleep, but like a very relaxate, relaxed state. Um, yeah. It's almost kind of like a meditation kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so you can communicate with them. If something's not quite right, you let them know, they'll adjust it. And then, um, yeah. And then, uh, okay. they leave you in the room and you just kind of chill out for a while. And then all of a sudden they come back in and then it's over and then you got to go back to real life. <laughs> nice. But, oh, well that sounds fun. Yeah. So you did some action, acupuncture. Did some uh, acupuncture what else, this morning. What else yeah. you do this week? What else did I do this week? Uh, AJ put a highlight area in my hair, which is fun. Okay. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be silver. We're going to tone it up a little bit more today, but it came out white. Uh, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little whatever. And I don't work in an office, so I don't have to care. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. See, what else? What else has been going on this week? We got that going on. Um, just been watching all those Falcon and Winter Soldier trailers that are coming out and just torturing yourself torturing myself exactly and trying to see little bits and pieces and be like i want to leg up on the competition yeah um that and uh reading a lot about on you know in comics and online about you know 
eventually what we're going to talk about at the end of this episode, the dark hold and chaos mm-hmm. magic. So, all right. That's well, been that my mean? life. Oh, also started okay. watching the, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. I started watching <laughs> the, um, age of samurai docuseries on Netflix. Hmm. I haven't oh. heard of this. Oh, my friend. It is. is. It's a historical documentary? Yes. So instead of it being like a dry documentary where it's like, and then Shoji went to the mountain and they have these his- historians like talking about like, the thing uh-huh. that you need to understand is, um, mm-hmm. it's a bit of that. Yeah. But it's I was going to say, because I do like some of that. <laughs> of course. No, I do too. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why I'm, I like that I have Discovery Plus. You know, I can just hop on the history channel section and be like, and documentary me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember when we were at the Roosevelt Hotel with um, Charles and for that very limited time that we were all in that punk band? We were taking mm-hmm. shots at the Roosevelt Hotel. We were in the, um, we got in the ho- in the elevator with the uh, ancient aliens guy. Oh yeah, Giorgio Tuklos. Giorgio Tuklos. I do remember that. All, it was it was you, me, Charles, Drew, Mark, and whoever the photographer was, all just sitting uh-huh. there trying to maintain it while this dude with the crazy hair is just right behind us in the elevator in the Roosevelt. I do like, remember that. B cool everyone <laughs> i remember that fondly we still uh we we talk we joke about that all the time dude i haven't thought about that in a while like every once in a while it'll pop in but like god i totally i was I thought about that the other night i was sitting down i was gonna watch something and it like it was like ancient aliens it's like oh god that was a good time it's funny the hilarious thing about giorgio tuglos is he's insane uh, yeah, and he looks exactly the way he does yeah. on TV in real oh, yeah. life. hundred <laughs> percent. There's no difference. It's the hair. It's yeah. just it's it's great. If you're listening to this, and you've seen a photo of this man, whatever you picture him to look like in real life, you're correct. Like he's exactly the way he looks <laughs> yeah. like on TV. It's not. That's just him. Like golly, it was crazy. Yep. We saw a porn star. That was a weird day. Fun day, yeah, a very weird day. But a weird day. That was a very LA <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, so the docu series is good. So it, it the way it works out is they've got. Oh, um, they have the historians talking, but the cool thing mm-hmm. about it is that the historian part is all shot in black and white. So it kind of plays as a background character and sort of in like an information feed as you jump from these mm. cinematically filmed moments to moments. Um, mm-hmm. It is. It does not hold back on the blood. It does not hold back on the crazy. Like, it is a good time. My favorite is this guy called the One-Eyed Dragon, and I'm not going to ruin it for you, but that's his nickname. So, like, he's he'll kill you. Um, But, yeah, man, it's a a good time. It's really fun. They're about an hour long, but it's it's very – it's a little bit more of a higher-budget docuseries than what I'm used to. Okay. And I like that a lot. It's very, very engaging. It's very fun. So yeah. if you're looking for something that's like a little bit off the beaten path and kind of like not, you know, not like scripted kind of stuff and want to, I don't know, educate yourself, mm-hmm. um, it's a perfect, it's a perfect show. I've been obsessed okay. with it. That sounds great. So, yeah, I want to check that out. I, yeah, I think that that time period is really interesting. So I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Oh, for yeah. sure. And it's a fascinating part in history in Japan too. Yeah. Just because there's no, like, there's no standard. They've been at civil war for hundreds of years. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just infighting for hundreds of years. And all of a sudden this one dude's like, I'm the king now. And everybody went, <laughs> no. And then so, he cut all of their heads off. And then literally he cut all their heads off. Like it's surprising <laughs> how often seppuku shows up or decapitation usually, shows up. 
It's usually how it goes. <laughs> when one person declares themselves supreme leader, usually other people's heads roll. Oh, yeah, and there's no shortage of that. So yeah. nice. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's making me yeah. want to play Ghost of Tsushima again. Yes, I gotta finish playing that game. I do too. I, uh, man, I'm really looking forward to Mortal Kombat. That's looking oh. real, real promising. <laughs> Boy, does it <laughs> yeah. making me real excited over here. Yeah, I'm having people. I have friends that are fr- fans of the, mm-hmm. that are fans of Mortal Kombat that are putting mm-hmm. in being like, we, they're trying to like fill my dance card and be like, we're going to watch this together. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I have no problem with this. So at this point, I'm like, I'll just have a six person watch party when Mortal Kombat comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it looks, it looks really good. It I'm really excited about it. In the, uh, all the best ways. Yes. Yes. I'm but, looking forward to that. Um, uh, that still sounds like you had a good week. Yeah, full of fun stuff. Week. Yeah, pretty good week. Therapeutic stuff, some self care yeah, stuff. Getting some self care back on board. Twenty twenty one's my year of self care. Twenty twenty was supposed to be my year of self care, but we all know how that went. <laughs> yeah. Um very sideways. So twenty twenty one is my get back up on the horse. You know, mm-hmm. see what we got. See see what kind of sane sane state I can keep my brain in, and see for how long. Right um, on. Yeah. How about you? How was your week? What have you been up to? Good week. Um, I went to Lake Tahoe for a few days. Oh, yes, you did. Um, yeah, to get you away a little bit. You shred that powder, bro? <laughs> yeah, I did shred that powder. <laughs> um, I went to Lake Tahoe with my girlfriend and her parents. That was fun. We, uh, They're a big uh, skiing family, mm-hmm. and so I joined them on the mountaintop uh, with a snowboard because that's what I know how to do. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, I have... I've been snowboarding kind of, I'm a casual snowboarder. I go probably, because I live in Southern California, there's a few places to go down here. They're close-ish, but not like terribly close, as if like I lived right. in like Park City, Utah or something. Right. Um, the closest and they're also places, not like amazing. Right. The closest you know? the closest place is like an hour. And so it's not is the- Is that Mountain High? Yeah. It's not the yeah. closest yeah, place. Yeah, Um. But so I've gone snowboarding maybe I've gone maybe once or twice a year for like the past 10 years. So I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not often enough to be good, but it's just often enough to where like I'm it's it's kind of like I'm relearning to ride a bike every time. So like the first couple <laughs> hours are torture. But then after I get my bearings back, then I'm like, oh, OK, this is OK. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, would you say that you do you have to get back started on the bunny hill every time or? No, 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 no. I just have to like it'll take me like like I'm not I'm not that bad to where like I can't make it down the long runs. But oh, like because the reason I ask is because I am. Oh so no, that's fine. Um, I'm terrible. I, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'll start on a longer run. It'll just take me a while to get down because I'm still trying to get my rhythm back. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, uh, so it'll take the, yeah, the, the first run is usually kind of torture on my legs cause my legs mm-hmm. aren't used to it and you're just kind of trying to get back to it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then by like out by like the third hour of the day, um, I'm usually pretty back, like in the swing of things, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was fun because Tahoe Tahoe is cool. Like the the mountains there, oh, are really great. It might be one of my favorite places on the planet. Yeah, it's it's, it's beautiful so up there. Beautiful. Yeah, it was like it was great too because we got there on a Friday and on a Friday evening, and then we um, 
kind of took the Saturday to just kind of hang out and like get our gear together. And then we yeah. went on Sunday and it was, uh, it was nice because on Saturday it snowed and then Ooh, on nice. Sunday it was sunny, which is like perfect. <laughs> yeah, so we oh, got, the, you know, we got the snowboard on the, the powder in the morning, but the sun was out, so it wasn't freezing. Um, yeah. it was great. That's was, awesome. Was, was that sounds time. like a good time. See, looking at your photos on the social medias, I was very, I was like, Ooh, I need to go to the snow. Yeah. It was, it was a lot it of fun. It looked like you're having fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and then we spent a lot of time in the uh, in the condo just watching movies and whatnot. We watched Men in Black 1 and 2, which was fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> I got to say, God, Men in Black 1 is so a bad. classic. And you oh. said what? It, Men in Black 1 is amazing. Men oh, yeah. Black it's 2. a classic. <laughs> it it holds Black up. So Men bad. in Black 2 is very bad. Um, it's awful it's like why did you make this um yeah it, it is it's so funny because the formula for a good men in black movie is a is just very simple it's like yeah it, it kind of like the way rush hour, it's like rush hour except yeah. you're dealing with aliens instead of you oh, know yeah. uh foreign gangsters um yep the the formula is very simple but the second one kind of and it's weird because it's the same director barry sonnenfeld did both yeah. Which is I weird know. because the second one is so much more broad in its humor and there's so much more slapstick and like just kind oh, of goofiness. I don't know. Dude, it's weird. The Balchinian joke <laughs> that they write out. I was like, no. There's there's literally a seat like the whole conceit of the first movie is that like uh, you're watching what are otherwise normal government official types dealing with very out of this world type of stuff. In, Absolutely. in the second movie, like. All of that is gone because, like, there's literally a scene in the movie where Zed, played by Rip Torn, like, <laughs> is on wires. Like, clearly he's doing yep. a stunt on wires, and he's, like, kicking the villain in the face. And it's like, this is not Men in yeah, Black. Yeah, it's the, um, it's the, they stole it from the, uh, it was around, uh, let me check it out, because I think it came out around, uh, Kung, F uh, not Kung Fu, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. It's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon level wire work. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, this movie, yeah, it should not be, yeah, I don't know. It was just very weird. It just, that moment in particular, like, took me all the way out of the movie. I'm like, oh, this isn't very good, is it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very much not. And there's no stakes in the movie. Like, no one feels like they're in any real danger. Like, the, vill so, the villainess is just kind of like... You mean neither, Lara Flynn Boyle? Yeah, she's kind of neither, she like... <laughs> Well, what did you expect from Wayne's ex-girlfriend? <laughs> like, like, it's just, oh, it's just really bad. It's awful. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. It's, it's a garbage. It's, it's garbage on film. Like, so, yeah. um, and this makes sense. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out in 2000. Men in Black 2 came out in 2002. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of so sense. So you see a lot of that weird, like floating, like yeah. multi-kicking, like walking through the air wire yeah. work around that time too, mm -hmm. to like make fun of it because... I don't know about you, but Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. But unfortunately, that. you know, everything yeah. in the world was parodying it at the moment. And it was just. Yeah. Which is good. a bummer. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. Some of it's successful. <laughs> Some yeah. of it's successful. Men in Black 2. Yeah. Nah. Now, Men in Black 3. Have you seen the third one? I have not seen the third one. Men the, in Black 2 put such a bad taste in my mouth. I ignored mm -hmm. it. And then Men in Black International came out and everyone oh, went, really bad. this is <laughs> awful. And I went, okay, well, I think I'm just done with Men in Black for a while then. So Men in Black 3 is actually pretty good. It, it's what Men in Black 2 should have been, honestly. Sure. Um, 
because it's it's it more like is about will smith kind of uh in the second men in black movie they kind of just abandon will smith having any kind of arc um yes. but in the third movie it's really a completion of will smith's arc as, as, as a as an agent and as a character it's really oh, cool. good it's really good okay um, well maybe i'll check that out then yeah it, it, there's some time travel elements in it that make it really really cool like he has a really cool moment with uh tommy lee jones it's really good um, well, there's also Josh Brolin running around as young Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. which I just am like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, just show me that movie. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, you you should watch that. I think you would enjoy. I will. It. If you enjoy, I would just I would watch the first one as a refresher and then just skip of to course. the third one and okay, watch cool. it. And yeah. I think it'd be really rewarding for you. Sounds good. Well, you know what? I in true Men in Black fan spirit, you know what I have to say to that? What's that? Your proposal is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's another thing. I don't want to. I don't want to skip by without giving him his flowers. Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing oh, in that movie. Slays it. Vincent D'Onofrio in pretty much anything he's in slays it. But oh, dude, his character really and his character work in that movie specifically. Yeah. Good lord, it's good. He he's riding a very fine line because in in a, in the hands of a lesser actor, that performance could just be completely goofball and like mm-hmm. not menacing at all. But he still oh, manages it's... to be scary throughout the whole movie. Oh, dude, he's sinister. Yeah, no, he's good. He's real like, good. Like that, that part too when he like when he's trying to drive that when his car's get about to get towed and the big <laughs> tow truck driver and he's like he's like and he pulls something out the guy goes please and pulls out that massive revolver and there's that <laughs> the like reaction he just has like the like almost and i wish this was a video video medium so people could see the face but he has that look down but it like it's almost like he's like a corpse on strings mm-hmm. like the way he moves in it is very like herky-jerky yeah like an insect it's so good yeah, he's great. Uh, so he good. is phenomenal. And and really a lot of the the tension of the movie cuz Men in Black 1 and you know, we're not going to dive into this for 30 minutes. But Men in Black 1 is like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really, you know, um Will Smith's character, it's it's not really an action movie for most of it. Most right. of it is it's just Will Smith's like character kind of uh, we spend a lot of time with him trying to accept the call, it's, you know. It's a fish-out-of-water workplace comedy yeah, and, for most of it. Yeah, yeah, and so most of the dramatic sort of thriller tension of it is just in what Vincent D'Onofrio is doing. And it's right. It's really good. Like, he's really compelling in it. He's, he's really fantastic. I'm but, sorry, you mean Edgar? Yeah, Edgar. <laughs> it's like he's wearing a suit. Like a like an Edgar suit. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. so I did that. Um, what else did coming, I do? Coming next week, yeah. our Men in Black podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which I would be down for. Totally, actually. totally. Um, trying to think, what else? I think that was pretty much it. Um, this week. I mean, it was a it was a fun week. Uh, good. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah. and I watched some uh WandaVision. <gasps> is that why we're here today? Uh, that is why we're here today. We're gonna get Ooh, into it. Perfect um let's so we we watched episodes eight and then of course nine the finale um we're done yeah we are done what you so before we get into the individual episodes what did you think of the show overall as a as like a whole, a, as a whole unit of entertainment in total yeah uh i thought it was good uh-huh. i have in my notes one of the things that i liked about it that i listed down this is sort of my wrap-up notes mm-hmm. or whatever I like the fact that um, 
sorry, no, this is wonderful audio. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, oh, it looks like I de accidentally deleted that. Oh, no, this is what I was going to say. I like mm -hmm. the fact that it's kind of – so I liked – I really liked the fact that this show was her origin story. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't just it, – and it's kind of like we've seen her using powers, but she's never really quite felt like an Avenger right. yet. Like Wanda's always been an interesting character to me because I've wanted to see her get more into the fold of the Avengers. Mm -hmm. But I, but she's always been on the outside, and I kind of like the fact that she's not sort of like a middling middling character anymore with this. Right. That this is sort of her coming into her own and mm -hmm. coming into her own through some very tragic events in history. I thought that was I th I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, and I liked that the um. Um. Yeah, man. I thought it was good. I liked the. Uh, I liked the reveal. I liked the whole. You know, the name. I thought it was gonna be cheesy when they did the Scarlet Witch name reveal. You know, but <laughs> I think that the. I think the moment in which it happened was very good. Like you know, I mean, it, we'll just say it, it's at the end of episode eight when Catherine Hans got her kids and she's like, "You're the Scarlet Witch," and then boom, episode's over. I was like, "Oh, like just drop it and then it's out." I thought that was a very smart way to do it. Um, as opposed to like in the middle of the episode, because then everybody will be like, oh my gosh, the Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah, man, I think it was good. It was, uh, had some, uh, pulled at my heart a little bit towards the end. Made me, got, got me, gave me a little bit of the sads. Uh, <laughs> it get, you know, had some emotions. But I think that in total, I think that the, the payoff that we got towards the end of the show made up for, the spinning the wheels in a couple of the episodes up front. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where I felt. I think that it was a fine show. I think that it's good. It leaves me with more questions than answers, but I'm okay with that. And I'm also looking forward to the character, some of the character development moving forward with Marvel projects as we, as we move on from this. So that's my, that's my review. If you've been listening to all these episodes and you haven't watched the show, first of all, why second, <laughs> watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's fun, man. It's a good time. Um, it's well executed. It's properly done. Um, I've got my own issues with it. So do you, I know. Mm -hmm. And we will get into that at some point. But overall, I think that as Marvel's first foyer into the area of television, I think that uh, I think it was an excellent, excellent entry point. And that's that's my WandaVision deal. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good take. Um, uh, I would probably agree with all of that. I think it was a solid outing of Marvel Entertainment. I think overall, uh, I enjoyed it way more than I even had any expectations of. Oh, I agree. I thought it, yeah, I thought it was super exciting. Um, I thought it was fun. I liked that it didn't take itself too seriously. Um, yeah. but there were some very nice moments and 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 dramatic kind of things going on right so yeah i, I enjoyed it as, as a whole um pretty well um let's get into episode eight shall we i think we shall yeah so this episode was called previously on previously on wandavision <laughs> yeah exactly um so i'll give a brief sort of plot thing and then we can go from there perfect 
So uh, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, in Salem, 1693, Agatha Harkness is put on the tri- is put on trial by a coven of witches led by her mother, Evanora, for practicing dark magic. As they attempt to kill Agatha, she drains the life from them. In present day, Agatha interrogates Wanda Maximoff, demanding to know how she is controlling Westview, threatening her with her children's lives. Agatha forces Wanda to relive key moments in her life, including when she and her brother Pietro were trapped in rubble next to an undetonated bomb the day their parents died. Uh, in this memory, Agatha deduces that Wanda was born a witch who in uh, who engaged in basic hex magic as a child, reinforced by Wanda's uh, inadvertent use of a simple probability hex to prevent the bomb from going off. So let's stop there and kind okay. of go through the opening of the episode. Sure. Um, so this opening sequence in Salem, what do you think about that? How do you think about I that as a way to fun. start? Uh, yeah. Truthfully, I didn't even know that they computer de-aged Catherine Hahn until I rewatched it last night. Oh wow! Did they? They did. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. I didn't even and notice. I don't know whether that speaks to the subtlety of the CGI de aging that they used, or the fact that Catherine Hahn is just an attractive lady. Yeah, um, I think it's both. I, yeah. I. But you know, I wasn't even. I didn't even think they de aged her because I did. You know, I mean, I think it's an interesting choice to de age her because, mm-hmm. like, I would just assume that witches don't age. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I would. If she can do all kinds of magic, then why not be able to look the the same? You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't really notice it. Whatever they did must have been subtle. I, I should go back and rewatch it, though. You really should, yeah. So I watched I watched episode eight last night. And I watched episode nine uh, today right before we recorded. Okay. Uh, again. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. they de-aged Catherine Hunt. I thought that was cool. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the crown on her mom at the end, I was like, hmm, that'll probably come back into play with somebody's yeah. power sets now that we're moving down the road of witches and magic. Um, no, I thought it was cool. I liked the fact that it kind of exhibited her power set mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just kind of, I'm not really sure. Like, obviously she's the villain, but in that, in that moment, I didn't really disagree with her choices. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, like- <laughs> I, I think that that brings us to uh, a point that I think will become, I think that point is one of my major sort of qualms with the show. And I think it's most evident in scenes like this. And especially in the, uh, the finale episode is that the, how we're supposed to feel about these characters kind of wavers drastically back and forth. And it it doesn't, it's not always even the way they're uh, characterized. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, And so, the tone i think of this episode of the at least the opening of this episode and and most of the finale is like kind of all over the place for me um and that and that's going to be one of my bigger issues we'll talk about that more in the finale but like especially with this scene like i think they're doing the thing i think because normally if you were to see a scene like this in a marvel movie where we it because I could see the, a star, a Scarlet Witch origin movie starting like this, where you're giving the villain origin, right. yeah. um, and in a, and where you don't have you know nine episodes of or seven episodes of um of backstory already. Right. I think the tendency would be to, all right, well we need to before we establish the villain as the villain, we need to kind of humanize them and see what they've gone through and all blah 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 blah. blah. Sure. But I think. Sure. 
And so I get the instinct to do that, but <laughs> I think where the, where it gets redundant and it's kind of like putting a hat on a hat is because we've spent the last seven episodes kind of humanizing the villain because we've been seeing um, Agnes uh, or Agatha like go like being tor- just as mentally tortured as like the rest of these townspeople by right. Scarlet Witch's control. So like we kind of already relate to her a bit. Because she's already kind of been in, you know, whether it was out of manipulation or not, she's already been in the Scarlet Witch or Wanda's corner. So we don't really need to see her humanized. What we really need to see is, like, her becoming a villain. Like, why she became a villain. And this scene doesn't really accomplish that because she is kind of getting what she deserves, I guess, but then... Oh, for fiddling around with with (laughs) chaos magic? Right, And, and that's another thing, like they don't ever really take the time to show us the dangers of chaos magic. No. So like, we don't really know why she's being burned alive well, or my whatever. Th- my theory on that is uh-huh. that we are going to learn the dangers of chaos magic. Right. But we're going to do it through the vehicle of something that happens in the next episode. Okay. And we'll talk about that. Cause I have some theories and some stuff that link to that and we'll get to it. But I think we're going to see the dangers of chaos magic because the mm-hmm. introduction of the, of the Scarlet, Witch, just in any way, shape or form is, um, is done in a way that, you know, it's going to lead to a specific, um, Oh, what's the, it's going to, if, if what I think is going to happen, it's going to lead to a specific nexus point, like event in Marvel comics history. Um, and then Mm. we'll see how dangerous chaos magic actually is, but you know, I agree with you that it's almost like there's all these warnings where it's like, don't use chaos magic. And I'm like, but why? I kind of, I kind of want to. Yeah. So yeah so yeah but um but i like the scene i like it it felt kind of like a um a little bit of a swerve like because i originally the way it's set up it kind of looks like she's just like a witch in salem going to be burned at the stake but then it's revealed that those are also witches yeah i liked that 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 was was a a good twist yeah i think that was cool because it would have been kind of too easy to just do (laughs) you know the townsfolk yes burn her for she is a witch yeah um yeah i like that um so yeah i think but all in all i think i think what it does do effectively is it sets up basically it puts the gun on the mantle of how of basically what um agnes's or agatha's plan is is to Mm -hmm. drain star scarlet witch's powers so um yeah we see that very effectively she you know turns all those witches including her mom into dust and whatnot and weird bone things so yeah 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 it's a good scene Good setup. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I have a question. Why is all the magic different colors? Uh, I think just not that to, I expect I, you to know, <laughs> but uh, my my best guess is that it's just, it's an aesthetic choice to kind of tie in how different powers and stuff work in the Marvel universe. That's like, probably true. You know, the Infinity Stones are all different colors, so everyone's powers are different colors, and everyone's magic is different colors. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, kind of like... Actually, you know what? That actually might be it. I wonder if the Chaos Magic is... Eventually, we're, we're going to get to it, but there's a piece of the Mind Stone that died of Scarlet Witch, so, or at least part of the power. So I wonder if the I wonder if what they're saying is that the different magics in the Chaos Magics come from the different stones. You know? Yeah, probably. Because I mean, uh, I'm like, sure they at, will. You look at Doctor Strange's his magic, the ability to—I mean, he has a ton of magic, but his whole time manipulation is from the Time Stone. 
So mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah, I don't know. It's just a theory that just occurred to my brain that I'm spitting out there. Yeah, I think so, it's valid for sure. So if you're out there and you know, write to P.O. Box 557, Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, <laughs> Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so then we jump to um, back to the present day and Agatha has Wanda and she's, you know, trying to get to the bottom of where Wanda's powers is coming from, how she's doing the mind control thing. And she is going to try to do it by, you know, going, walking Wanda through her own past traumas and trying to basically inception her uh, to figure out where the source of her power is coming from. Now, what did you think of this whole like inception sequence, like walking through the different dreams and whatnot? I really liked it. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was extremely effective. Uh, mm-hmm. In the way that it needs, in, in, in exactly what it did, um, it ne- you needed to communicate and go through Wanda's journey up until this point to understand why she's enslaved an entire like town of people and why she's you know going through the different stages of grief in the different episodes. Um, mm-hmm. You know it, <clears throat> why she did what she did is a very important thing to answer, especially when given the fact that she's supposed to be a hero, but she's largely behaving like a villain you know, mm-hmm. through her actions through most of it. So I thought it was good. Um, I like that we got the, I like that we got the unexploded bomb scene that mm-hmm. she alludes to in, uh, in age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, that was good. A uh, good little tie back throwback moment. Um, mm-hmm. the, I was, I knew it was coming, but I wasn't, I'll be honest. I wasn't fully prepared for it. Even when it did show up. Um, when she's just sitting there and it kind of, the moment really does a good job of lulling you. Even if you know what's going to happen, it lulls you into this false sense of like security where you're like, oh, fun family time. Blam. Right. (laughs) Well, good times are over. So have fun with that kiddos. Yeah. Um, No, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I liked the, I liked the walk back through just to remind you. And that's why I brought it up. And it's like why I think the show was, was a great origin story for the Scarlet Witch is because. Mm-hmm. In this one episode, it takes you through like she's been through some stuff, man. Like she has not had a fun life, right? And full of tragedy, full of rough stuff. And it's kind of you go, you know, on the on the backside. I go, you know, I've had a lot less hardship than that. But if I had chaos magic, I might do the same thing. Not to the extent that she did it, but I might take over my block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Just by street. Yeah, just to try it out. Just to try it out. Maybe do a weekend. Just yeah. to be like, well, that was lovely. But the problem yeah. with me and my brain is that I know is that if I finally get myself to a state where I can control a bunch of different stuff and I never have to be bothered by anything, I'm mm-hmm. just not going to leave. That's true. I know myself well enough to know that I don't like to be bothered by people. So if I can control an entire like street of people that don't, bo- I mean, my neighbors don't bother me anyway. I make it sound like I have no nosy neighbors. Um, <laughs> I've met two of them and I've lived mm-hmm. here for a while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I know that I just wouldn't stop and be like, well, maybe the next street. Okay. Maybe the next. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe the whole neighborhood. Ah, maybe yeah. the town. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, we'll see what we'll this see what, We'll see what happens. Yeah, get estimates. <laughs> all right uh yeah, that's this what is... i like i like the fact that it was a walkthrough how about you what did you think what did you did you like it did you like this sort of inception style like reveal like journey path or yeah i i liked the first memory of like the uh uh dealing with the parents and then the the unexploded bomb thing i i like that way i like the way that it was um 
laid out mm-hmm. um i mean it, it did answer the question that uh her parents are not uh magneto <laughs> her father's not magneto yeah uh, yeah how'd you feel kind of, about that i was fine with it um i i you know i i of course i wanted that to be the case because i thought that would have been amazing but uh no i was fine with it um i like that she kind of because uh, i think it works for the story they're trying to tell about her powers and stuff like that and how she's not totally in control doesn't really understand them it kind of it kind of makes more sense for her to just be from like regular normal parents yeah um this version so of yeah. scarlet witch i agree with you it makes more for sense sure. for her to come from normies for sure muggles if um, you will yeah muggles if you will um yeah so i enjoyed it i thought it was good um i like the attention to detail of like showing us like where all of the the sitcom sort of origins came from of her growing up yeah. watching American TV. I like yeah, I thought that. that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. That was a nice little reveal because it was good to be like, oh, this is your comfort thing. This is right. how you comfort yourself. You're mm-hmm. attached to this. This is your comfort system. This is your coping mechanism. So, like, obviously yeah. you would manifest your coping mechanism into a world that you can't if you feel like you're losing control and you're having a freaking nervous breakdown. I get totally. that. 100%. Totally. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. All right. So uh, in the next memory, um, Wanda watches herself as she's experimented on by Hydra. um, And as she approaches the Mm -hmm. Mind Stone, it reacts to her presence, activating and augmenting her latent uh, magical abilities. Wanda witnesses an apparition in the Mind Stone's light before passing out. She then relives her first fond memory, uh, memory of vision back at the Avengers compound as they bond over individuals who have come to... Uh, being individuals who have come to be alone right um so what'd you think about this one uh we're so this is uh we're seeing you know wanda being experimented on by hydra we've never seen this like sequence before um and essentially the mind stone the same stone that ends up creating vision is the is the thing that unlocks you know her potential uh as a as a powered being what do you think yeah. about that reveal i thought it was good man i think it was i mean you know it answers the question like what were they doing especially when you look at it from the age of ultron spectrum you know you know that the you know that hydras had the staff you know that they've been using it to manipulate people for a while so it was kind of nice to be able to um it was nice to be able to see that um just those little questions answered, you know, they're really mm-hmm. doing a good, the thing that that's nice about this episode is that it, it answers a lot of tiny little, like little tie-in questions, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that wasn't like big pertinent, like internet questions, but like stuff that you still have in your, or at least that I had in my brain where it's like, well, what about that? Like, are we ever mm-hmm. going to see that? Are we going to revisit that? Like, what was that like? What's the history on that? You know? So I think it was, I think it was interesting. I'm still trying to figure out <clears throat> and wrestle around in my brain. Mm-hmm. How like does she have a piece of the mind stone in her soul? Does she have was she imbued <laughs> with like the powers? Part of the uh-huh. powers of the mind stone yeah. is the new is the vision inside of the hex a piece of the mind stone? Like so many, it it gave me more questions than it answered, but yeah. I still found it to be a nice little moment. I think that all of these little vignettes that were going through the Inception style stuff, then I think the Inception point that you made is a really good way to describe it. I mm-hmm. think that the as we bounce through. Marvel's inception moment like I don't have a whole I don't think I have a whole lot to say specifically on this episode as individual stuff I liked it a lot I liked the journey that we went through um you know it was a big for me it was it was just a giant emotion jerker you know like Mm -hmm. it it made me sad like I felt you know it 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 humanizes her and why she did it and it make it kind of bums you out 
for a little bit that you just go, you know, especially once you, um, you know, before you get, you know, like later in the, in the show, when you find out that he's the house, the house, and I'm putting that in quotes, that right. all of this is happening in is on the property that vision bought for them to build their own house. Like just mm-hmm. rip, rip my heart out. Why don't you like rip <laughs> yeah. my heart out? Like, I think this, I think this episode did a really good job of also accentuating the fact that the, you know, later in the deal that like the love, the, the love story between her and vision, I think mm-hmm. was a little bit more augmented and a little bit more flushed out because of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, it makes you feel for, you know, and it also totally. makes you, it also makes you hurt, makes you really, um, uh, really hate, uh, director Hayward for being yeah. just a, just a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we can all agree. He sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah, he sucks. Um, oh, we were watching it, and AJ was like, "Screw this guy." He's yeah, like, he's just—he's such like, a buzzkill. Yeah, he is like the fact that he's just like, "I'm so like I'll manipulate people's emotions just to get what I want." It's like, mm, well, aren't you <laughs> yeah. just the worst? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I like this episode. I like the idea to go back to this sequence. I like the idea of. Uh, I think there's some nice poetry in there that, mm. like, is, uh, so I, it is unclear how the Mind Stone, uh, like, the Mind Stone's place in Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I, I think what I took from it is that the Mind Stone, like, the in, the Infinity Stones, uh, when they come into contact with beings that have some kind of latent ability, it, like, activates something in them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I think, uh, yeah, the, so she already had the powers of, like, you know, witchy kind of powers. But the when she came into contact with the Mind Stone, it, like, ramped them up kind of thing. Well, that like would make, they, I mean, that would make sense if we throw all the way back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Quill mm-hmm. is allowed to hold it because he's part, you know. Right. Part human. Star part man. Star man lore <laughs> person. Yeah. He's part, no, his real power is derived from the fact that he's part Kurt Russell, okay? Yeah, that's true. That is a superpower in and of itself. God, I wish I was part Kurt Russell. Think of the things <laughs> yeah. I could do. Um, but yeah, I think, I exactly. think that it throws back to – it throws back to – throws back to guardians you know he's able to hold it so and it literally just occurred mm-hmm. to me in this moment when you're talking about it, i'm like oh yeah it, of course it would activate a latent thing like it's a resistance thing if you have something yeah. inside of you that you're able to able to you know right. handle the power right and it, it's also nice too because it, it explains kind of why she was drawn to vision in the first place because he, mm-hmm. he is powered by the very thing that yeah. like created her yeah um ramped her up yeah, exactly. So, like, there would literally be no Scarlet Witch without, you know, Vision, mm-hmm. essentially. You know what I mean? So I thought that was cool. Which is a good um, point. Maybe that'll be part of the storyline that they're going to bring back around, you know, because mm-hmm. as we'll get to it, you know, I don't think they're done. No, no, no. I don't think they're done at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, it was really good. I, I kind of did want to mention the mid credit sequence. Um, because I thought it was a fun one. It was there was a big reveal in it with the the the, the white vision. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Sword uh, or Hayward Hayward reveals Project Cataract, which I thought was a oh, nice. Oh, you mean pun. Director Dickhead? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, see, I yes, he is a dickhead, but like. No, no, I I kid. I'm doing it for humor's <laughs> emphasis, but like. Oh, of course. A, I like him as a character. As I a think character, he I appreciate him. But. I think the writing surrounding his character is actually kind of weak because yeah. oh, he yeah. most of the time he he is just doing his job. 
Like, well, <laughs> yes, and like, no. He has a little. I feel like there's a little bit of extra, and that maybe this is just the way I read Josh Stamberg's mm-hmm. uh, performance of it. There's a little extra venom in his. Yeah, like, I mean, there is. There's I a mean, little bit of, is, a little he, bit of f you to it. You know? He is an asshole, but he is kind of just following, <laughs> you know, not following orders, but like he's doing what his directive is. He's just being an asshole about it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a fair way to describe it. Yeah. No, no. And I agree. The writing around him's a little, it's a little weak. I kind of would have, I would have liked an extra little dimension on him. Like maybe he's a fun right. dad, you know, like something a little, <laughs> something a little bit more than just like yeah. this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can all agree totally. hands on your hips. Like we hate him. Right. And you're just like, yeah, we get it. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, the, the, the cataract project, mm-hmm. I thought that was a, a fun pun on double vision. Um, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, good. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's episode eight. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sets us up for uh oh she's also the very end of this episode she's called uh agnes calls wanda the scarlet witch for the first time all right episode nine the season finale um oh my we're already here oh my oh my um so yeah i'll go through this real quick um Agatha Harkness attempts to take Wanda Maximoff's chaos magic but is interrupted by the vision which distresses Wanda the Vision reveals sword director Tyler Hayward's orders uh, to eliminate her and attempts to kill her, but is foiled by Wanda's fictional Vision, who joins the family in a fight against Agatha. The two Visions take their fight across Westview while Agatha frees the residents from this, their sitcom roles. They turn on Wanda, who begins to open the barrier to allow them to escape. Hayward sneaks inside with multiple sword personnel. Um, let's let's just start there. The opening of the episode, we got uh, Hayward's vision um, attacking Wanda. Yeah, when you call him White Vision, it makes him sound like problematically racist. <laughs> Caucasian yeah, vision. Ca- Caucasian vision. White yeah. supremacist vision. Yeah. Not a single ounce of color other than blue on him. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nega vision. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Do you think they should do you think it would have been uh so so it wasn't what I thought I theorized that the voice was going to be James, James Spader. Spader which I thought would be super fun. I thought that would have been really cool too. Um, and then have his voice changed to Paul Bettany's mm-hmm. like later. Yeah. Yeah, or or even if it was like kind of like a combination of the two, like you yeah. kind of you like a double voice type thing and you kind of Ooh. hear James Spader in there. I thought that would have been kind of cool. That would have been fun, like layer it underneath a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would have been good. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know what, Marvel? Why don't you go back and fix that, please? <laughs> um, what did you think about the the two visions fighting and then uh, Agatha and Wanda fighting? Oh, I have several several thoughts. So, which fights I have questions. When you're knocked out, how are you how do you still stay up in the air? Right. <laughs> that's my. That's like one of my questions. Right. There are yeah. several things. Everything else about the witch fight, as as witch and magic, sensical fantasy as it is, I was like, okay, cool. Like this is fine. Um, I like mm-hmm. the fact that you know, uh, Agatha keeps pulling her power away and sucking the life force out of her and all that stuff and and all that. Um, I think I was more intrigued by the fight between the visions. Um, mm-hmm. reason being. It was unlike any Marvel fight we've ever seen before because it started out with lasers and explosions and punches. And then it ended with um, 
I thought it was great that it ended in an intellectual battle. Like it was yeah. a mind game. And I'm like, that's cool. Like the, you know, you talk about the ship of Theseus and that concept, which is always a, like a crazy, like, yeah, just thing to wrap your head around. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that it was a paradoxical, um, mind game fight, which I thought was very cool. I like that Vision downloaded all of the stuff into New Vision um, Mm -hmm. and that New Vision's out there somewhere, which I, you know, I think that's a great way to keep Paul Bettany around because we barely got to play around with Vision. He's been such a minor character for so long. Mm -hmm. And even in this show, he's a minor character, you know? Like, he's around, but he's not really doing stuff so i thought it was really it was a really good way and a really good loophole to keep vision around so he's out there somewhere to then come back um at some point but yeah i thought that was a really good idea um yeah i liked like i said i liked the fact that the vision fight was was a conversation as opposed to beating each other you know um yeah because it kind of it was nice it was a nice juxtaposition from two ladies in the sky throwing colors at each other which was also (laughs) entertaining yeah. But, you know, you can only get so much of the hoo-ah, before it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. can we mix it up a little bit? Yeah. Um, uh, I will say real quick, mm-hmm. before we get into that, in the very beginning, the appearance of the Darkhold, my new Marvel obsession, um, might have been the most Marvel movie, m- Marvel movie moment in this entire show. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it, the way that it shows up, and the way the camera kind of like as it manifests, it's like, ooh, this is important. Like as it opens and the pages kind of flutter. Like it, I was watching it today, and I was like, that's the most capital M Marvel moment of the entire television show, because it really lets you know that this is sticking around for a while, and then all of the stuff. And I think it was sort of a not so subtle nod to letting people know that this is going to be this book is going to be a major factor in the in the cinematic universe going forward yeah so um but yeah what did you think about the lady fight and the vision fight yeah i thought the fights were good i i I agree with you i like that the vision um uh scuffle turned into a, a meeting of the minds i thought that was very well done effective and felt true to the character um I like that that yeah at first I thought the conclusion was going to be that like uh that Hayward's vision would destroy himself but I like that they came to the conclusion with that paradox that they are both the true ship and they're both vision and mm-hmm. and then it kind of became a um a ceasefire I liked that that was a cool subversion yep. um yeah I like I liked Wanda and I thought and and um Agnes or Agatha fighting each other I thought that was really cool there was a moment in in, in, so here's here's where my main issue with the finale uh uh arises well yeah I mean we may as well at this point let's just get into what we didn't like and then we can wrap it back around up with what we did sure um yeah uh, because there's a moment in this in in this section where um it's where Agnes uh breaks the the hex uh, or the the mind control on everyone, and they mm. they kind of start to turn on um, uh, Scarlet Witch, and she is she then parts is starting to part the the Red Sea as it as it were the uh, the the hex wall, and 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 basically Agnes says to her, you know you can either you know save you know 
release these people, save these people, or you can save your family. Um, you decide or whatever. And then in this moment, Wanda chooses to save her family. And to me, that is the wrong choice. <laughs> and it is, uh, and it is the wrong choice in the sense of if, if we're creating, if you're, if you're creating a character for us to now root for, for the rest of this fight, um, I think they have made the wrong choice. And I think they kind of painted Wanda, Wanda into with their, with their writing into a bad corner because we know for a fact that her family is not real. Right. So much so that in the previous episode, uh, it's, it's made evident that, um, they're not real and that, uh, it's all a result of her chaos magic and they're not real beings. Um, so much that we've seen vision is dead. Like we, so much so that there's another vision, uh, like, so I think to have Wanda choose to like, uh, I'm, you know what? I'd rather have my family and just continue to enslave the rest of these people. (laughs) I think is the wrong choice to make because at that point she is the villain and I'm kind of rooting for Agatha. Right. (laughs) And, and and basically the show is fa- is forcing us to pick the lesser of two evils which i don't necessarily right. like um and then and then i think because of that and we can we can keep moving because i want to get to this point but i think because of that there's a moment later where uh you know all the military and stuff enter the the hex mm-hmm. and have like a standoff with their guns against wanda and her family and she's standing there and they do the, their family incredibles hero pose oh that was the worst part of the entire <laughs> and i'm like show wait you can't have that moment yeah after you just saw wanda being willing to in torture and enslave this entire town of people right. in order to keep these fictitious family members alive i just thought that was just a weird a weird moment like oh, it, it was it was yeah. i have it in my notes are you ready for this yeah i literally wrote the quote down yeah because i hated it so much your mother and I never really prepared you for this, but you were born for it. And then I put the eye rolling and puke face emojis <laughs> next to it because yeah. I was like, that was the dumbest part of mm-hmm. the entire show. Mm-hmm. It was so cheesy and so unneeded and just so and like unearned and unearned and yeah. just absolutely like, check it out. This is it's and you nailed it. It's like this, the, it's like the, whoever decided it and you know it had to be an executive it's like let's film it like it's an incredible like it's they're the incredibles it's like no absolutely not like we haven't even and that goes into my point the whole point with the kids using their superpowers and whatnot Mm -hmm. not even earned not earned. all of a sudden they're like like she's like take care of the military i'm gonna be right back and it's just like what Mm -hmm. like these kids don't know anything like, how are they supposed – it was so – yeah, that whole little part there was just no. It was yeah, a big I fat think, no for me. I think there's a fix. I think there's a way to fix this, and it's. I think it's a simple fix. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you have it – and this is where I think there was probably a version of the, these last two episodes that was leaned heavier into this. Mm-hmm. But if you have it to where Wanda – is the source of the power for the hex but she has zero clue like how she's doing it and and it's revealed that agnes is completely manipulating her to do this right in the in the way that like wanda has 
no control over the situation, Mm -hmm. I think would have been a better way to go about it because then it's a point where like, because then you can have Agnes be like, no, like, because you can start having Wanda see the cracks in it and realize that she's enslaving people and is like, oh my gosh, I've got to get these people out of here. And then it becomes a fight between Wanda, you know, it becomes the Prince of Egypt, essentially, (laughs) where Wanda's like, I got to get these people out of here. Uh, and I got to use whatever power I can use while I'm in here to try to get these people out of here. Um, and and Agatha is like, no, I, as, as you know, while all this is happening, I'm siphoning your power, so you're not going to take all these people out of here. You need to continue this charade, and you're going to like it. You know what I mean? Right. That type of thing. Then you can have the moment where, like, Scarlet Witch is a hero, and she's like, well, no, I'm going to stand up against you and I'm going to use my fake family that you used to manipulate me against you. And then you can have the hero moment and it feels more earned. But this is like, no, Wanda's choosing to continue this. You can't right. you can't then have her be the hero. It's right. just weird. It is a very weird moment. But that's, I don't know, that's my pitch for the fix. Um, okay. I like it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, so... We get the reveal that oh how'd you feel about the reveal that um evan peters pietro is just some actor guy from the town oh i'm sorry ralph boner yeah you say his name (laughs) ralph boner yeah Um, how'd you feel about that reveal i thought that was good like i thought it was okay it was yeah it was disappointing obviously no one liked it it's like the it's my my problem it's the ben it's the ben um it's the what is fit what's his face the the mandarin reveal in iron man 3 it was garbage. It, it was just throwaway. Yes. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like the I saw a little article online about one of the showrunners. Like I like. He's like he likened it to that exact. He compared those two moments. He's like I like messing with people's expectations. I'm like, well, those aren't good. Those weren't effective executions of messing with people's expectations. You just did it and thought that it was gonna like it doesn't work. Like it didn't quite. It didn't add anything to the show. So I just mm-hmm. wonder sometimes why they decided to do it like that. I don't know. It just – it didn't really work for me. Um, I liked the name. That was funny. Now there's a rumor that um, – uh, what's his face? Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire will also be members of the Boner family in the new uh, Spider-Man <laughs> movie. That would be interesting. I would – don't I don't care. I'm like, sure. As long as we're going to be like – excuse me switching gears and doing like you know doing like fake outs and stuff let's just keep it as a giant family of boners yeah like you um, know. i'm also wondering that if like if yeah if uh mm-hmm. if andrew garfield and um toby Maguire will have different names like if they'll be credited as like right. different names in the multiverse and that's why tom holland can say no as far as i know those two guys aren't in the movie it yeah. can say it honestly you know what i mean yeah totally. um, i think that would be that'd be very interesting um i wanted to ask you about a moment where so basically the way wanda defeats agnes is she all right it's a little clunky for me but the way i wa- the way i the way i t- what i took from it was that wanda sets up these runes like that she learned from agnes that within the runes only the witch that created the runes can use her magic right Mm -hmm. and then she gives all of her magic quote unquote to agatha and she's like here take it take all my magic blah 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 blah. and then agatha's like i'm all powerful and then she and then the runes are revealed and for some reason that means 
Agatha has lost. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was it was very confusing. I don't I don't understand. Did, what did you take from that moment? Um. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a little weird how all of a sudden they talked about runes and now all of I mean I guess that is just basically sort of the deal for chaos magic right mm-hmm. is that you don't with especially with the scarlet witch's power sets that I'm understanding is that you don't necessarily she doesn't need to know all the knowledge she can just do things you know mm-hmm. manifest things um so I don't know it, it, I thought I thought it was a little weak if I'm being honest mm-hmm. um but I didn't mind it I guess you know, it, it her being mm-hmm. like, well, you can't cast magic in because I've cast runes on the sides of the hex, and you know, you can't cast magic in this space. She does like she reiterates the rule to to Agatha again, and which I th- I was like, oh, that's that's cool, um, but I felt like it was kind of one of those a little bit like, so she can just do this now and like and like make runes happen to a degree that. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, can overpower a very a way older and more seasoned witch. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was a little like okay, like it was a. I don't know how else you would defeat Agatha Harkness while keeping her alive in that moment. But so I understand why they did it. But I don't know. It was a little confusing to me about how she can just do stuff all of a sudden. You know, right? Because I think and has you, a in mastery, that, right? Yeah. In in that moment, I think what made it confusing for me is that you kind of have to choose one or the other. Either she creates a bunch of runes and that means Agatha can't use her powers and she defeats Mm -hmm. her, which I think is a perfectly fine ending. Or Scarlet Witch gives, which I thought what they were doing was Scarlet Witch just hands over the the quote-unquote the power of the Scarlet Witch to Agatha. Right. And then, then, because I thought as an arc for the Scarlet Witch character, I thought that was, for Wanda, I thought that was a great conclusion to her arc that you know she's willing to just give up the powers of the scarlet witch if it means she can be with her family like i liked that um and then you obviously you'd have to figure out a way because you know you want wanda to be the scarlet witch beyond this so you have to figure out a way for her to get their powers get her powers back so what i thought could have been uh, a cool direction if she was actually giving her the powers was okay she gives her all of her like witch powers right like right. Her, all of the red powers she's like you can have this mm-hmm. um and then so she's just kind of a, a human being again and then agnes is all powerful and blah 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 but but because we've set up that what unlocked the scarlet witch in her in the first place was the mind stone i thought hayward's right. vision now with visions memories was going to show up and then you know use the mind stone to like give her like to unlock to like basically complete her scarlet witch powers that she doesn't need to have the other red stuff in order for it to work like each the piece of the mind stone that exists within him and in her like gives her power that's sure. far beyond her like red you know whatever power and then that would kind of like introduce the idea of mutants and like she has an you know a latent power within her because she's a mutant type of thing i thought they were gonna go that route but instead they did the rune thing but they kind of did both which was weird yeah (laughs) um so yeah uh i think it was it was weird because if they were gonna do the rune thing you can just they should have just simplified it and just been like Scarlet Witch like throwing all these things at her and like missing every shot and yep. then and, and then Agatha goes haha you missed and she's like did I well there and was then, an <laughs> element of that and that's there, where it's like, there was but I, but I think it was so clunky because they were trying to do both you yeah. know what I mean and it was yeah. just like no no yeah and, and then it was weird because 
Hayward's vision never came back. He just left that argument and was like, okay, see you later. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really weird, too. <laughs> he just flew away, never to be seen again. I was like, ah, uh, so like, well, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So now the big send off of Vision and the Hex and the, the kids and, and that whole scene. Um, right. You know, with the, the hex bearing down on them. What did you think of that? Um, You mean at the very end? Yeah, the very, okay. very end where she says goodbye. Good. I thought it was a good yeah. way to wrap it up. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I liked it a lot. And I think that there was a little bit of, there's a lot of heart to it, you know, especially mm-hmm. like, I'll be honest. I was kind of just ready for the kids to go. Yes. Um, I was ready for the kids to go the minute they showed up. Um, 100%. They're not a strong part of the story they don't really bring anything to it other than there's just kids in play um you know so i don't know i wasn't super i was just kind of like okay like let's go put the kids to bed see you later yeah exactly like walk away (laughs) like they're not real anyway or are they um you know i don't know It, it just wasn't um that was fine i think i enjoyed the moment between the two of them more Oh yeah, one hundred percent. A lot more heart to it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I don't know. The ending. It was an ending, right? Like yep. it was fine. It was a fine mm-hmm. ending. It was a good way to send it off. It was a. I'll see you again soon. Um, mm-hmm. you know. So I I enjoyed that. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um. I think that. I don't know how you would have been able to do it better. Mm-hmm. You know. I think you just kind of yeah. got to get it done. You know. Um, but yeah, I did like sort of the, I did really enjoy the, um, a sort of, uh, bittersweet send off, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it was, yeah, it, it, Mm -hmm. yes, I, I thought it was effective and what that scene needed to be. It didn't blow me away by any means. Uh, right. I think the performances were really good between, um, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen in that moment. I like bought them as a, as a couple. Oh yeah. I will say this through the entire show. Like Mm -hmm. I'm hundred percent bought them as a couple, which I wasn't sure that I was going to do when you see them, when you see them in, um, you know, what is it? Infinity war. Right. Mm hmm. But yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I bought them a lot. I like their. I like their chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Um, yeah. So they say goodbye. Um, uh, what's his name? Hayward is arrested for tampering with evidence for creating mm-hmm. his own vision. Um, Monica is uh, escorted to this weird theater by a FBI agent oh, who yeah. is actually a scroll and this is the mid mid credit se- uh, sequence secret wars yeah and she says that she's a friend of her mother maria and uh or and a friend of her mother maria wants to meet her uh, she says the the big guy or whatever she says wants to meet you heck yeah nick fury yep uh or is it oh i'm going to go with it is <laughs> uh no it probably I'm is 100% fairly confident yeah, it probably is. Um, in a post-credit scene, um, while studying the dark hold in her astral form, a, a in a remote cabin, Wanda suddenly hears uh, her sons calling for help, which um, leaves the door open to a whole bunch of things, but probably the Nexus. Um, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think about the mid-credits, post-credits? Oh, real quick, what I liked about Monica Rambo was her intro in this. Her, oh like, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The way that she's like bulletproof, you know. 
I yes, was- I thought. Oh, yes, we we skipped by that, but I think that was a great. Um, so it looks to me that like she is sort of they've blended the different versions of the Monica Rambo mm-hmm. superhero aliases in the comics into one. Yes, so she's kind of she's kind of photon and spectrum a little bit. Right, which um, I think is awesome. Yeah, I think that's really cool because uh, when she gets shot at, like she like converts her body into like match the energy of the bullets kind of and like it was really cool i she thought becomes, it was really cool she becomes human ballistics joe yeah essentially which yeah, I, I thought that was really cool i thought yeah. it was cool i was like oh whoa this is sweet it'll be interesting it'll be fun and i like about her is because it'll be fun to watch her character develop you know like yes and all i'm, all I'm saying is i want to see her i just still want to see her in a show with jimmy woo yeah that would be amazing Agents hopefully jimmy woo Yes, I hopefully Jimmy Woo gets um, promoted to sword. Oh, uh, I think he will. I think he needs He's to. He's aggressively becoming a fan favorite character. Yeah, people love Randall Park, and rightfully oh, so. And yeah, and yeah, <laughs> rightfully so. He's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah man. Um, that, I was just gonna say that about Monica Rambo. Yeah, we see the we see her get set up for, you know, going out to space, talking to Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the scroll, Secret Wars, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I think is great. They leave a lot of like they leave a lot of like um, leave a lot of threads that you can pull at yep. at the end of this episode, which is what I liked, which has fueled a lot of uh, a lot of what it is. Um, yeah, man, I thought it was a good choice. I thought it was an interesting, you know, the fact that they did that with sword. I think the most interesting part of the entire episode is obviously the mid credit sequence. Yes, hundred um, percent. Which. Uh, what did you think about that? Did you did you like the mid the, the sorry the Monica Rambo sword thing? Do you like the fact that they alluded to the Secret Wars? Um, you know, obviously it might not be Secret Wars as we understand it because the MCU is a different beast, but right. generally, yeah, no, I think it's a I think that was a perfect way to mm-hmm. to to set up Monica Rambo's character for um, Captain Marvel two. Um, I will be very interested to see what's going to happen in that movie and what the villains and stuff are going to be like. And yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Secret War stuff is all going to be great. Um, and yeah, I, I like the mid credit sequence as well. Um, I thought it was cool to see that like Scarlet Witch is at least where we see her in the mid credit sequence. She's <laughs> already very advanced with her uh, astral projecting and whatnot. Like, or, or is she? Because chaos magic allows her to do things that she doesn't need to necessarily study for. Right, right. Um, it's kind of yeah. untamed. There was, a, as far as I understand it, the way I've been reading it, it's untamed magic. So she's able to do things, and obviously she's listed as being more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, which is Doctor Strange. Um, yep. But it's untamed magic, and so I think a part of the the fight between her and Strange is going to be that she's going to constantly be railing against it. Like, why do I need? He's like, you need to study, you need to take time, you need to learn how to do this properly. And she's like, why? I can just do it. Like, if I can yeah. just do it, what do I need to, like, do all this stuff for? And it's like, well, you need to learn so that you, you know, eventually, which if you guys don't know what happens in the comic books, and this is what I'm hoping they lead to, mm-hmm. um, eventually, you know, lead down the road to, because if you can't control it, then you kill most of the Avengers, and right. then the new Avengers has to happen, because yeah. most of the other Avengers are dead, including your anchor point, Vision. Yeah. I yeah, I think something like that is is going to happen, which is why like if knowing seeing what they did in um in WandaVision, if you would have asked me, if you were to ask me, say we had a time machine, we can go ahead, right. we can jump ahead thirty years, and they were like, all right, we want you to reboot WandaVision, 
um, and everything up until this point in the Marvel Universe is exactly how it was. If I had to redo it, right. I would make Wanda, I would fully lean into at the end of the season making her the villain. I agree, 100%. And I would have had I would have had Agnes or Agatha been a uh an accomplice of Doctor Strange. I would have had ah, her be a good a good guy. Interesting. Um, uh so she, a fellow a yeah. fe- you know, a former witch from the Salem Witch Trials who becomes mm-hmm. a sorcerer, uh, you know, whatever, like a similar sorcerer supreme type person. And at the end, you know, like she's like, you know, you think I've been here to manipulate you, but this hex thing that right. I've been manipulating you is to protect you from from yourself. Like, and you know, we, you know, when you lost the vision, you snapped and you unleashed this chaos magic that we've been trying to shield the world from and the universe from for, you know, centuries right. and you've unlocked it. We've been trying to keep you on a leash. And, and, you know, in her final moments, like Agnes, you know, says, you know, she looks up, you know, and she says, I failed, you know what I mean? And she's talking to Dr. Strange. I thought that would have been mm. very cool. And, I think you know, so too. and then, and then that can set up Wanda to be a, at least one of the villains in, uh, um, Doctor Strange, uh, the multitude of madness or whatever, you know, right. multitude, multitude, multiverse of madness. But yeah. But yeah. Right. Yeah, man. I think it's, yeah, I think you're onto something. I like it a lot. I think it's, uh, I, I want to see, I want to see Scarlet Witch become the vision. And, oh, sorry, the villain. And part of the reason why I want to see that is because so much in the comics is set up. It's it's the way the way it executes in the comics is is just so well done that mm-hmm. it's almost it would be almost a shame to not turn her into the villain at some point. You yeah. know, through exactly through her own grief or you know depression, loss, all that kind of stuff. Because she is there is an element in the comics where she is an un, she's a mentally unstable individual, and they they give nods to that in the movies. So I'd like to see them utilize that more. I feel like as Definitely. as things go on, you know, so. I'm right there with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, all right. Uh, Let's, uh, yeah, should we wrap up? Uh, You know what? We should, but I um, think it's interesting. At the end, real real quick, a couple of things, like wrapping up against the stuff, you know, up for stuff that I've been, I think Cthon is going to come in as the big bad for either Multiverse of Madness or as a part of a evil team of demons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, demon, uh, dark elder gods, like whatever you want to call them. Um, so I think that that's, uh, I think that's it. If, if I, the reason why I think that is because when she Wanda was born at the foot of a mountain, which you see at mm-hmm. the end when she's in the cabin, she's right next to a big mountain that Cthon's been imprisoned in, and he's the one that gave her her magic in the first place in the comic books. And so I think what's going to happen is he's going to call out to her while she uses the dark hold, and then it's going to end up, um, it's going to end up, uh, um, you know, kind of, he'll he'll manifest that way as she started, as she maybe accidentally finds a way finds a way to free him through using mm-hmm. the dark hold. Now, another interesting thing that I've been reading about that uh, with the dark hold is that the dark hold introduces the concept of demons to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now, if demons are in the MCU, that mm-hmm. means that the that the MC that the Marvel that the Marvel universe demon hunter exists which is ghost rider and if ghost riders around i want to see ghost rider around but if but they're already talking about doing they're already going to do blade right so if yeah. you've got blade 
which mm-hmm. dabbles in vampires and demons. I, mm-hmm. I think you might know where I'm going with this. If you've got Blade and Ghost Rider running around, that is a perfect jumping off point to launch the Midnight Suns. Do you know about this group? I don't. So essentially, real quick, the Midnight Suns are the magic handling dark version of the Avengers, and certain ele- certain members of their roster lineup include all of the Ghost Riders. Whatever, whoever is Ghost Rider mm-hmm. at that point is a member of the Midnight Suns. Uh, Blade, mm-hmm. Morbius, the Punisher, mm-hmm. and then uh, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch have both jumped in and out. I, f- I remember correctly. Or that might be a different group that I'm thinking that was tangentially related to the Midnight Suns. But if you can get it, how kick-ass would that be? Especially with the fact that they're going a little bit, um, they're taking a part of their streaming service and they're allowing more adult-like, you know, stuff to do. Like obviously, Deadpool three is going to be rated R again, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. How badass would it be to get a TV show that is Ghost Rider, Blade, The Punisher? Morbius and a couple other dudes just fighting demons, vampires, and werewolves. Like, and if you could make them based out of New Orleans, I would just be like, and I'm done. I'm super down for that. Like, get like get someone like Kurt Sutter to run the show. <laughs> yeah. And just just lean real hard in it. Like that, the minute they were like the Darkhold and Dark Elder Gods and Demons, I was like, please, if nothing else, give me Ghost Rider. Because you're already going to give me Blade, and if you can't give me anything else, I would love to see a Ghost Rider Blade team up. Yep, that has to happen. It 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 must, right? <laughs> yeah. It has to. <laughs> exactly. Especially with Punisher, like running around, like killing vampires and demons and stuff, just being like, I don't, I don't know what any of this is, but they die when I shoot them, so we're just going to keep rolling with that. Um, but yeah, I think it would be. I think it'd be really, really fun. And that was just a little thing that kind of like I've been going in and doing like looking, you know, just little bits and tidbits as I've been researching Chaos Magic (laughs) and and the Darkhold and C'thon and the Elder God, which C'thon is also a good lead. And like I was saying, I think with the entrance Mm -hmm. of C'thon, we're going to see the crossover into the Eternals, um, Mm -hmm. all that stuff moving forward. So totally. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I appreciate the uh, the added research. Oh, of little course. Tid- little tidbits like that is Absolutely. why you're here. Uh, that is <laughs> my job on this podcast is to come at you and be like, I have things that grab you by the face and be like, do you know the truth? <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, Derek, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at Derek underscore nickel on twitter it's d-e-r-e-k underscore mm-hmm. n-i-c-k-e-l on twitter i'm at cinephile 84 on instagram that may change i'm thinking that i might peel off and do start doing my own um just movie news and more like comic book news feed um yeah. do my own uh, instagram channel so i will let people know about that but for right now you can find me at cinephile 84 on instagram c-i-n-e-p-h-i-l-e 84 yeah, whenever you start the channel, let me know. I will for sure promote it, and oh, I, figured I, I look forward to that. Yeah, I'd link it through the podcast and everything. Like, it's really the only reason why I'd be doing it is to kind of create a, a, a discussion area for people that are listening, you know, whether you like what I have to say or don't like what I have to say. It'd be kind of fun <laughs> to get out there and get people's feedback and, you know, maybe do some do some fun surveys for, I don't know, maybe some superhero movies people would like to hear us talk about or something like that, so definitely yeah all right well uh you can find me at asan the dj across social media um you can find episodes of this podcast and more at weeklyregular.com derek thanks for stopping by man 
All right, we'll see you all next week.